0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Random Health-ish. I am your host, Dr. Gloria stone Osbeck, And tonight, we are going to be diving into spiritual health going into 2021. So we're also going to be tapping into some current events as well. And tonight, I have a very special guest. So join me in welcoming Mr. Robert Shepard. Hello, Robert. Hey,
1: how you doing? (laughs) I'm good. How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing very well. Doing very well.
0: So let's tap into this. 2021, everybody, you know, has the mindset of new year, new me, and all that good jazz. So what are some things that we can do to kind of work on our spiritual health going into the new year?
1: Well, one of the things I do want to start off with is, you know, in order to renew A lot of times when I look at it in a sense of, you know, a new year, new me, Uh, I look at, I like to use the analysis of uh, the analogy of a computer. You Mm -hmm. know, sometimes we can get out, you know, we can have our computer on and sometimes we run it for days and we don't, and we get certain updates and those updates come in and we can download those updates, but those updates won't take effect. Just like your phone, you get a new update, you can download it, but it won't take effect unless you restart. Yes. You restart or reset. And and a lot of times, in order to renew, we got to reset. We're gonna to have to reset. We're gonna to have to. Uh, and I like what the Bible said. Uh, I be in, in Romans uh, twelve, verse one, and it said, "I be seated, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, uh, and be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind." Mm-hmm. So that's that's instructions in a sense from a spiritual standpoint that we have to renew or change our mindsets in order to have the, the expected outcome. And it's yeah. funny that, that, that you talk about that because I made a post uh, earlier on my page and it said, uh, literally, these are the words verbatim. It said, 2021 will be the same as 2020 if you maintain the same mindset. <laughs> and say so you have to commit to doing the work to bring the desired change.
0: Yes. Yeah. So, that's true. And I think a lot of people, um, they wait until the last week of December, January 1st. OK, now all of a sudden I'm going to be a brand new me, but it don't work like that. I think that um, you it starts with, the like you said, the mindset. You have to change your mind and then move forward. Don't wait till the end of the year to try to, you know, change your efforts or apply for that new job or you know, enroll into that new program, you know, don't wait till the last minute to do that.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, a lot of us naturally, we like to wait or we look for a significant emotional event to give us the motivation that we need to make that change. And a lot of times we look for somebody to give us that push or we look for something to happen drastically. And a lot of sadly, that's how a lot of change is initiated. But really, Mm -hmm. in life, changes all start with a decision. It all starts with a choice. So, um, and and you know what, you know what, Uh, we know what we need to change. (laughs)
0: That's true.
1: (laughs) We know what we need to work on. Um, A a lot of times, it's it's a it's a combination of not having a safe space, Mm -hmm. Uh, um, because your support system really plays a big role. If you got, you know, if you can feel safe and and let somebody know where you're struggling with, Um, and a lot of times we. Aren't, like when you're tired of being sick and tired, you'll make that change. Yes. A lot of times we just irritate it, but we're not tired of being sick and tired.
0: Yeah. And I think that we um, as human beings are always striving to create this balance in life, you know, balance between work, balance between home, balance between, you know, school, personal relationships, your balance, you know, with God. And, um, but is there ever truly a balance? <laughs>
1: So when we say balance, right, <laughs> balance is this, um, um, that's, that's like the argument between equality and equity. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, all things can't be equal, but it's all about what you put your efforts to and what's a priority for you. I think mm-hmm. when you have our priorities in the right place and we're putting the right effort towards things, that's what we achieve balance. Because I can, I can separate the day and give everything that's that I do on the same the same time, but that doesn't mean that it's gonna uh, be sufficiently the same. Because some things I can spend twenty minutes with, the other things I may need to spend two hours with, but both of them getting what they need from it. So that's that's why I say balance is all about the prioritization and and where you're willing to put forth your efforts.
0: Yes, and I think too it's also about perception.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Because, you know, a lot of people, they forget to be appreciative of the things that they already have. They feel like, oh, well, you know, this person got this house, this person got this brand new car. I need to step my game up. But it's like, but what do you have already? You know what I mean?
1: You know, what we need to learn to do is just compete against ourselves. Yes. Like, um, who cares that you're 40 years old and you haven't bought your house yet? That's your timeline. Yes. You see what I'm saying? So who cares about any other thing that you, you put, we put these unnecessary uh, stresses on ourselves and we get upset about it. But you know, the focus should be, and the reason why I say compete against yourself because nobody that's ever been created ever in the history of the world can outdo uh, Dr. Gloria Osbeck from being Dr. Gloria Osbeck. Yeah. Nobody can outdo me being me. And if I focus on improving myself, that eliminates my pers- me worrying about what other people think because yeah. I'm constantly seeking how I get better.
0: Yep. I think that was one of the challenges that I personally had um, when I first graduated from chiropractic kind of school, because everybody was opening their own office. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So I felt that pressure like, okay, I need to open my own office too. I need to get it, you know, I've been training, I've been working hard for this, you know, this whole time. And I opened my first practice and it failed before I even got to open it,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know, comparing myself to other people. So, yep. you know, it, we definitely have to take a deeper look within ourselves, see what we are personally deficient in mm-hmm. and, then, you know, just kind of work on steps to better ourselves to kind of get to where we need to be.
1: You know, we have to do, first of all, we have to do an inventory, a self inventory and really say where what where, where am I lacking like what where, some areas I need to do uh work on what some areas I need to identify um and and I'm not just saying this just like I'm, I'm talking about some things personally that I'm speaking to myself even some things I'm looking at what I need to improve on going into the next year uh because one thing I realized Where I'm at right now, even though I may have achieved a lot of things, yes. I'm still nowhere near where I know where my potential can take me. Yeah. And that's because I haven't done the work, the necessary work that I needed to do to get there.
3: Yes. So
1: how am I going to get there? I can stay comfortable where I'm at or I can commit to making those change and changing my mindset and go forth and uh, do what I need to do.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think um, also, too, one of the biggest dream killers is procrastination.
1: Lord Jesus.
0: <laughs> so I think <laughs> that when we procrastinate, a lot of times we procrastinate in fear.
3: We're in fear of what responsibilities are going to come with I want to
0: achieve. So for instance, if you know, okay, I want to open up a restaurant.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Just thinking about it. You're already doubting yourself. You're already putting in your mind like, oh, my God, I don't know where to start. I don't know what how I'm going to do it, what I'm going to do about staff. I don't know how to do it. You're already kind of like putting it in your mind that you don't know where to start. You don't know what to do. And then you psych yourself out about doing it.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: so this happens more often than, you know, than not. And so I think that we sometimes kill our dreams before we are even able to kind of get them off the floor.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And so and I know that was one of the issues with me because um, a lot of people were like, I I have been telling people like, hey, I want to do this show. And I was telling Portia, I was like, I want to do a show. And I was just like, I don't know what I want to do it about. But I just kept putting it off and putting it off and putting it off. And I said, you know what, Portia, I'm just going to do it. You know, I'm just going to do it. I didn't know where I would get guests from. I didn't know anything. And I have now my show is booked up until April. Yeah. You know what I mean? And all I had to do was get started. Get started. And one of the hardest things is getting started. <laughs> yeah.
1: Because we, we psych ourselves out so much. Um, and, you know, when you say procrastination, so I, I'm going to be <laughs> transparent. God has God spoke to me about <laughs> writing a book Uh uh-huh. over 10 years ago. One of the main reasons why I didn't write the book was because I felt that I wasn't qualified to write the book at the time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I felt that I needed more time or I needed a title. or I needed something behind me to, in a sense, to validate me from doing what God told me to do. And a good friend of mine, uh, she's also an editor, author herself, you know, she's been being obedient to God and dropping nuggets. And I say, you know what? 2021 is a year that I'm going to write the book. And one of the things with the writing is I had to improve my writing, had good content, but the structure wasn't good. Yes. So, you know, and, and it's, it wasn't a lack. And a lot of things I want to say this because it's not a lack of education or something like this. You know, I took my college English class at Alabama A&M in 1998. <laughs> that, that's, <laughs> 20 years ago, yeah, and uh, just you know, just being out of that structured writing piece, you know, I had to get back into it, and uh, currently in school right now, learning those necessary things so that I can structure it the right way and present it. But twenty twenty one, the book gonna be written this year. It, oh, is, it will be. Nice. And I'm not procrastinating no more about it because I didn't put it off long enough. So
0: yes. And you know what? Just writing, um, I was talking to someone and they suggested, you know, just writing maybe like two pages a day. If
2: mm-hmm.
0: you, know. you know, and I one thing I always tell myself is <clears throat> a little bit every day helps to paint the bigger picture.
1: I want to share this. Uh, <laughs> I was in Korea. We uh in Korea, I was, you know, been in the military for almost 21 years and uh was in Korea and the battalion I was in, the 122nd Signal Battalion, they used to do an annual ruck march up to a, uh, a a radio hill in Korea. Now, from from the foot of the hill all the way up to the top, it's like almost three and a half four miles, and we're talking about going up like a mountain, right? <laughs> so, um, and it was done by time. So you go up to the top, and when you get up to the top, uh, you know you come back down. And it's all based off time. Now, if I, if I start at the starting point and I look up to the top, you know, you'd be like, man, I'm not not going to do that. But my battalion commander said she said something at the time and she was like, you take one step at a time. And if you focus on one step at a time, instead of the 10,000 or the 100,000 exactly. steps, you're accomplishing those steps and you're, 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 you're gaining those small wins as you go. And as you do one, 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 next time you look, you at 100, you look back, you realize, dang, I've been, I came a long way. Yeah. And you just continue on. And that's why I just wanted to share that. I kind of use that nugget to kind of remind myself when I look at something big, just do small things at a time. Small yeah. things.
0: And uh, as Ms. Shepard said, I'm afraid of failure. Mm. But the thing is, failure is going to happen. We can't yep. stop it. Because you have to learn from the failure.
1: You know, that so is, supposed to. We're <laughs> we supposed to. Uh, we actually do. Mm-hmm. We just don't apply those things or put those things in place to make the necessary changes.
3: Yes, it's true.
1: Because <laughs> when you fail,
3: I'm talking about true failure, uh, you learn from it.
1: That's really about a desire to grow.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You got to have that desire to grow. And a lot of people just don't.
0: Yeah, that's true. Are they saying that they want to, but they don't, they're too stubborn to change their ways? And do what is necessary to get to the next step in their lives that's
1: or they, or they haven't taken the time to identify why they are the way that they are
2: yeah. see that's a
1: whole that's a whole another level but a, yeah, lot of the,
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> a lot of the ways and the um the dysfunctional ways that we have are rooted in a trauma and a hurt, and I preached on this uh yesterday um talking about the uh the story of Joseph and how Joseph was prepared for his purpose but And God showed me that Joseph had to heal before he could walk into his purpose.
2: Mm -hmm. And he had
1: to heal from the trauma of his brother selling him in the prison. And he was in jail. And and if, and if he didn't heal when he got elevated to be second in charge of Egypt, he could have had his brother killed when they came to get some, some grain from
0: him. Yeah.
1: But I'm just saying we, a lot of things, the reason why we consistently have failure, we face failures we're afraid to face whatever trauma or whatever hurt that impacted us even as a child as a young boy all the way up through our childhood.
3: So another topic you know that I wanted to kind of tap into tonight Mm
0: -hmm. um, we want to talk about uh, Dr. Susan Moore so if you have not seen the video already uh, Dr. Susan Moore was a physician and she was in the hospital with COVID-19 and she just did not get the treatment that she needed. So I'm going to play
3: a quick snippet of the video if in case you have not seen it. This is the second worst day here at IU North. (laughs) Yesterday, Dr. Bannock, B A N N E C, wanted to send me home. Uh, At that time, I'd only received two treatments of the Ren Desavir. He said, "Oh, you don't need it. You're not even short of breath." I said, "Yes, I am." Okay, so, Robert, what do you think
0: of that? Can you imagine that?
1: One thing, I watched the whole video, and I uh, for everybody that's watching, I really recommend that you go and watch the video. Uh, what was it was very saddening to me that. Uh, a patient, a, a patient that will be paying for the service rendered was treated the way that she was treated. And it's it just saddening saddened to me uh, because it It was saddened, but I also one shock. And the reason why I won shock is because this is nothing new. Just being honest with you, it's nothing new. It's something that we numerous accounts that happen all throughout America that patients aren't treated fairly. Even in the video, I go on to talk about the video, even a nurse that was on on duty that day, you know, had an attitude. And I understand about COVID and I understand with uh, the high stress and the the high demand and and a lot of respect for the first line, uh, first responders and those on the front line. But still, that doesn't negate your responsibility for treating people with dignity and respect.
0: And the fact that the doctor tried to accuse her of only wanting pain medications, like she was a drug addict. Yeah. Like, yeah. I could not believe that, like, this is a physician. This is your colleague that you're treating like this. And they just, you know, blew her off. And then she died after that.
1: Like, and she was complaining about pain in her neck. Like, I, I get it. Some people, you know, patients do different things, but just from the look of, she didn't look like somebody coming in trying to scheme. And I guarantee you she wouldn't have been in the hospital if they hadn't checked that she had uh, insurance.
0: Yep. And then what made him finally decide to give her the medications was that they took, I think, an MRI or a CT scan mm-hmm. and they saw um, pulmonary infiltrates in her lungs. And so it's just crazy that there is a a level of inequality when it comes to, I don't want to say minority, but I'm going to say people of color, mm-hmm. um, when they go to medical facilities, that their issues are not always kind of taken into consideration. Their pain levels are not taken into consideration. They feel as though, Uh, Black people have a strong, uh, high pain tolerance. So we can't
3: be hurting, you know, like we say we are. A lot of those perceptions are reality for a lot of us.
1: Like I said, I've been in the military for 20, it'd be 21 years in February. My everyday, if my preference, I love to be in like T-shirts, sweats, you know, that just, I mean, I just like being comfortable like that. And I can remember, uh, obviously, we, I was coming back from Virginia and went up for some training, was coming back and me and some friends, we were driving together and we stopped at a gas station in North Carolina. And in the gas station in North Carolina, it was an older couple. I had on a uh, hat, had my Alabama hat on t-shirt. And I just spoke, hey, sir, how you doing? The guy looked at me and went back to pumping gas. And the first thing that jumped in my mind was if I had my uniform on, Mm -hmm. would the response been the same? And that's a reality that um, the perception of things is something that impacts a lot of people. And a lot of people are dismissive of it because there's not a reality to them. And mm-hmm. I just try to explain that to people. It is, it's not always the case,
3: but it is a fact. Uh, Ms. Shepard said it was the Alabama hat. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I won't wear the Auburn one. I won't win, the Auburn one.
0: But you know what? We see this a lot, though, when it comes to... Um, black women giving birth as well so there is like a big um, this is a big thing with inequality um, in the birthing community but you know what it's like you think like how can we fix this the only way we can fix it is getting more black physicians
3: to yep. treat more people of color I think even Serena Williams talked about her issues yes now. yep When we talk about
1: things, right, we look at certain formulas, and they tell us this is the formula, this is how you do it. Um, And I like to use sports. Uh, Lamar Jackson, the quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens, won MVP last year. You see Patrick Mahomes, he won MVP and won the Super Bowl. So he's on the commercial with Aaron Rodgers and Allstate and all these different places. I haven't seen Lamar Jackson on one commercial. But I see Baker Mayfield, who hadn't even won a playoff game yet, who hadn't done anything. He was the number one overall draft pick in the same draft class. he get commercials after commercials. So it's all about the perception and what they see and what they feel like they can market.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: if you're a darker skinned, there's a perception that comes with it. You know, just like a perception being from Alabama, people assume that you're unintelligent.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And do you know how many people I have treated – like on numerous occasions. And then they'll ask me on like the fifth visit. So are you the doctor?
3: What are what do you doing? Like,
0: I just treated you five visits, lady. Like, what is wrong with you? And so it's something that, you know, I feel like sometimes when I'm in the office, I have to wear my doctor's coat because when they come in, they automatically assume that I'm the front desk girl.
1: Now, it's two parts of that. One part, just like what you said earlier. We got to get more people so that it can become more common. Yes. And when we when we continue to deal with outliers, a lot of people like to uh, equate the outliers as the norm. For example. I've done some research and I looked it up. It's like ten point two millionaires in America out of the three hundred and thirty million people. It's eighteen hundred billionaires out of the eighteen hundred billionaires. I think it's like three black people. Three black people. I'm trying
0: to get
1: that Oprah money. I'm to- <laughs> but I'm When we think about it, people are like, uh, well, Oprah can do it. Michael Jordan can do it. They two out of 40 million people. What about the other, the other numbers when we're doing the, the demographics and the breakdown? And that all goes to a lot of different things. But what we have to do is we have to start talking to our children, start building our children up, and start getting them to start going into it having more presence to where so a lot of my classmates they are business owners and i like to promote them a lot so people from where i'm from can see that you can do it mm. you can do it and and that will help combat a lot of things but and it's not like the lady person that got treated five times like are you the doctor they're not really being disrespectful they just the automatic assumption is you're assisting.
3: You're Mm -hmm, not the doctor. Yeah. Outside of, you know, getting doctors in in the offices and things of that nature, we need to start creating like generational wealth. And a lot of times We go to people who look like us for advice. Everybody
0: that look like you listen don't want to help
1: you. Listen. I'm
0: trying to tell you something now. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you something.
1: Hey, you're speaking the gospel right now. You're well,
0: speaking. And uh, Portia knows about these. There was something I was trying, I was working on, I was trying to do. I reached out to several doctors That looked like me. Mm -hmm. Just for advice. I don't need no money from you. I don't need. You know. I just want to know. This is what I'm thinking about doing. This is what you're already doing. Can you just talk to me. Just have a conversation with me. About this. Things that you went through. Things that you wish you knew. Before you got into this. And. Nothing. Listen to me. I've reached out to people for recommendation letters. Oh, I'm going to do it for you. Nothing. I have not heard from, you know what I mean? I've not heard from these people. <laughs> since. So a lot of times I feel like, too, that's we hinder ourselves with that as well. Because, like I said, everybody who looks like you is not in your corner. They don't want you to be on the same level that
3: they are on.
1: Listen. There's two sides to this. And I want to talk the one side. We have an expectation as people, minorities of people of color, that we're going to get the hookup from somebody else who may have been a trailblazer and open the door. I can remember being a new lieutenant, a junior officer, and I had a former soldier was like, hey sir, you know, where I'm from, you know, people look out for each other. Try to imply, like, I was like, where I'm from, people earn what they get. <laughs> no, I'm, you see what I'm saying? Like, if you are, and people don't mind helping you if you're putting forward the work first. And I will tell you, since I've been in the military, the people that have helped me the most have not had the same pigmentation that, uh, uh, that I had on my skin.
0: Yeah.
1: And they, what they, what they've done was it wasn't like a charity case. They saw me put the work in and then they were willing to reach out to me um i've had now don't get it twisted i've had plenty of plenty of people uh, right. who my friends, a lot of them that i'm personal uh friends with on facebook that i've acquainted over facebook and dialogue that i was like man i need to connect with them like i need to connect i need to connect with them they got something that i see that i need to pull from
2: mm-hmm.
1: that i have a lot of respect for but i'm just talking about in general what you what you the things that you're talking about you reaching out to people you know, it's like man. It's like you get a. It's like the people that you go with, they seem to be more negative towards you than, than people that don't don't look like you.
0: Yes, and the thing is, but you know, all across social media, it's all about, oh, I'm this in the community. I look out for people, and then when it's time to you know, eat those words, you know, <laughs> we're we'll found. Well, listen. You know what I mean.
1: I said that your audio need to match your visual. And a lot of people like the kids say they be capping, they be capping, (laughs) they be lying because really they want the perception of doing something, but they're not authentically who they are. And when you're really committed to helping people, it shows in what you do. You have a passion for giving back. Giving back doesn't mean that I'm going to make it easy for you. But I'm going to give you the two so that you can walk the right. yourself. So you
0: can work hard to get to where you're trying to be. And like Miss um, Felicia said, she said, if you earn it, you'll val- value it more, which yep. is true. But sometimes you just need help just to, like I said, get started. You know what I mean? You don't need the money. It's not about the money, it's not about all that stuff. If yeah. I'm coming to you just to have a conversation, yes, it costs you your time. hmm. And, you know, time is money. I get it. I understand that. But it doesn't kill you to kind of just chat, have a chat with me.
1: Now, I would tell you, um, my mom used to say this all the time. Because, you know, you know my sister Portia. And if you ever had to deal with Portia, yeah. I grew up with her. <laughs> so I used to get very upset because Portia has always had the mentality of, if she make her mind up about she gonna do something, she don't care about the consequences at all. <laughs> she gonna do what Portia want to do, right? And I used to be the brother like Portia. Don't do that because this gonna happen. Like yeah. don't do this, Don't do this. Don't do this. And Portia's still like shoot. I'm gonna do Portia. Yeah. My mom said, Robert, you're only responsible for telling. And the reason why I say that is there's been plenty of times where I've had levels of success. And I tried to share that with other people. Like, hey, I'm not telling you, I love to cook, right? And I do like little videos about cooking. I saw
0: your little cabbage
3: greens on the
1: grill. You know know how to do a (laughs) little (laughs) something. But I like to give people my recipe, but I don't like to tell them, this is how you need to do it. Mm. Because if I see something I like, I go to the recipe, but I'm not going to, I don't ever use the same recipe. I'm going right. to put it. on it. Yeah. And, and I've offered people help before. I've been like, hey, look, like this right here worked. And hey, I'm telling you, and I've even had been in positions where I had access to the decision maker. And I would hear what they say that they wanted. And I'm like, hey, this is what they're looking for, X, Y, and Z. And some people, they want to go and be great. And guess what? I let them go and be great. Yeah. I'm telling you, they, they, they like A, B and C, but if you want to do X, Y, Z, you know, you go ahead on to be great.
0: Yep, that's true. So, Robert, let's jump into this uh, vaccine passport. So I know you guys have heard <laughs> the rumors of, you know, if you want to travel outside of the country, that they may be requiring that you get the vaccine mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Ha- you have to show proof through a vaccination passport. What are your thoughts on it?
1: Me personally? I'm just I know it may upset some people, but I'm not totally against it. Let okay. me tell you, why. Okay, me please tell you me why. why. okay. COVID started in
3: China. In Wuhan. Allegedly.
1: <laughs> you know Allegedly started okay. in China. And the first known cases, if I recall, was up in Washington state area.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Look at how, and, I, and I, if, if you look at it right now, you know, especially in the military, if you look at it, a lot of countries have America blacklisted. Like America, we can't really travel. Oh,
0: uh-huh. nowhere. Germany is on that list. Yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So when you look at it and being someone who lived in different countries before, I've lived in Korea, I lived in Germany. We operate differently in the states.
3: Yeah,
1: I I say we operate differently in the states uh, because of some of the freedoms that we have, but also too, there's a lot of things that, as being citizens and the freedoms that we had, we have developed a mindset of,
3: can't nobody tell me what to do. As far as with COVID. I may not have had it,
1: because I may be asymptomatic and may not be showing no symptoms. And I travel to another country. What we're gonna find out is we'll have issues. If I get over there and then I get sick, then what they're gonna do with you over there before you come back?
0: Mm-hmm. Make and you if you come. quarantine, well, yeah.
1: on where you at? <laughs> where you at? That's what I'm saying. So to kind of eliminate that, and I mean, and we don't even know the vaccine gonna work. You know, what I'm saying it's just it's something right now. So I, I'm, I'm all about anything that's gonna, gonna keep the majority of people safe.
3: Because at the end of the day, I feel like whatever decision that is made is gonna be one that they're gonna try to make as much money as possible. First of all, let me put the disclaimer out there okay?
0: mm-hmm. I am not advising anyone to get the vaccination or not get the vaccination. Mm-hmm. If you are considering the vaccination, please consult with your primary care physician. Mm-hmm. Do your research, mm-hmm. make an informed consent. Okay, mm-hmm. now let me say what I want to say.
1: <laughs> now, I will say this too. There's a lot of emphasis being put on the vaccine and the, and the, and the potential side effects for it.
0: Robert, have you seen those side effects?
1: Yeah, I seen this, this one nurse that seen she had Bell palsy from it.
0: Uh, yeah, it was, but it was more than one.
1: No, I'm just saying, I'm I, I've seen I've seen one video, but think about the other medicine out there that there's common medicine that cause a lot of side effects. Well, Death. <laughs> <So> I'm saying <laughs> like that, that a lot of side effects that nobody's really talking about, and we want to look at this as if this is in a sense of abnormal. In a lot of ways there's a lot of other medicines out there that are common that nobody care about and i made a i posted a joke about the viagra you know <laughs> and nobody complained about you know viagra was originally a heart medication mm-hmm. and a was, 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 was the infamous blue pill and they just marketed it differently so you know nobody's complaining about that side effect so i, I just say you know it's just like what you said consult your doctor do what you feel like educate yourself and do whatever you feel like is in the best interest but don't propagate stuff that you don't know about and you know just be informed be yeah, informed
0: definitely be informed uh but i i will say this um one reason that i am a bit hesitant about the whole thing one it's the vaccine this is a different vac. this is not like the other vaccinations you know, this vaccine affects your mRNA. You know, when you're talking about, the, I don't want to get too nerdy on y'all, talking about DNA, mRNA. <laughs> so it's a different mechanism. So it's not like, um, you know, the measles, mumps, rubella, vaccination and stuff like this. So there's not a lot of knowledge about it. And They don't really know what the side effects are they really are learning it as we learn it when people pass out live on TV 17 mm-hmm. minutes after taking it. Okay? So that's kind of why I'm hesitant about it. Um, I just, I feel like I don't want to dive too deep into it, but, you know, because I do have some people on my timeline that have been getting it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But for me, it's going to be a no.
1: So I would tell you from the passing out piece. I you, <laughs> I've gotten plenty of shots myself, like hundreds of shots since I've been in the military. And I've seen soldiers pass out from a regular standard shot. Like cause right, they
0: but that's when they're getting it, Robert. This was yeah. 17 minutes later.
1: I mean, they may have been, you know, they Our may have been was
0: white, Robert. She just whew, passed out right there on the spot. <laughs>
1: They may have been, you know, dealing with anxiety. No, I'm just joking. I I just want to, you know, I'm not really being a devil's advocate, but kind of bring some realism to it because I know this is an emotional topic. uh, Mm -hmm. Like I've gotten hundreds of shots, series of shots uh, being in the military Hopefully, I'm, I'm I'm good. That's all I can say.
3: Yeah, so Ms. Shepard said the vaccine is
0: new technology. So although other meds have side effects, this is new technology. Nobody really knows how it's going to work. And then the Pfizer, one of the manufacturers of this drug, was like, nah, y'all go ahead. I don't want to skip. I don't want to skip. Y'all get it first. Like,
1: <laughs> You know what? That's, that's the same, like, what, what a lot of people don't know. I can remember reading an article years ago. It was this uh, uh, doctor in San Francisco. She ran the cancer ward. She ended up getting cancer herself. She refused to get chemotherapy because she know what chemo does to the body.
0: Exactly.
1: So I- she ended up going to a like a plant-based diet. Um, and the story was more of a, it was talking about a transformation of her faith. Uh, she ended up going to the Bible and consulting with other things and she completely changed her diet. And her diet really, Killed the cancer. It, yeah. And she talked about how before she was an agnostic and then how that helped her with her faith. But that always stood out to me. She was the, she was the one prescribing people with chemo and mm-hmm. she refused to take it when she got diagnosed with cancer.
0: Well, the thing is cancer is uncontrolled cell growth. Mm-hmm. It means that your body is not able to maintain homeostasis. And so it just continues to make cells. It's not operating for, you know, your body don't know. How to tell it to stop, it just constantly making sales, sell, sales, sales, and get the cell overgrowth, you know, so forth and so on.
1: Can you say that? Can you say that nerd word again? Homeo what?
0: Homeostasis.
1: <laughs> Home <of> you <laughs> had a nerd moment. I just want to highlight
0: this is just like balance. Yeah. You know, so you know your pH levels, you know, your body can't be too acidic, it can't be too alkaline, it has to be, you know, right in this in the middle. And so when your body is not there, it could be due to. Your diet, because a lot of a lot of the stuff that we're eating in our in our food in the United States is banned in other countries.
1: Listen, listen, same product, completely a different,
0: completely different ingredients. Listen, like, I, listen, um, listen. Oh, oh so Make you know, up. my husband is Turkish.
1: Listen, listen.
0: So we, listen. we when we eat over there, that food tastes, and I'm talking about they even got Burger King, they got all that stuff over there. It's listen, completely different.
1: Listen, listen. Like what you're talking about is 100% facts. When uh lived, when I, when, uh, me and my family lived in Germany, just Heinz ketchup. Uh, different. I mean, McDonald's. Different. different. <laughs> Burger King. Everything is different. And they don't have all those preservatives. Yes. Uh,
3: even,
1: even the Coke, even the Sprite.
3: Yes.
1: It's different. Different. And, um, Europe don't have the this same is killing level
0: killing us, Robert. This food yeah. is really killing yeah. me. And you're wondering why you know our people got obesity, high blood pressure, I- diabetes, you know, all this stuff is coming from our food. I
1: was, just, I was just the obesity rate in Germany is is nowhere near, even in Europe is nowhere near what it is in the state. That's a whole that's a whole nother subject of how yeah. things are done even with their healthcare system over there where everybody like over here, like they say, oh, it's socialized healthcare. From the time I went into the nursing room until when I was in surgery for my appendicitis, uh, appendectomy I had was 45 minutes. That's from the time I walked up to the desk within those 45 minutes, I got an ultrasound and signed paperwork so they, so they can take me into surgery in 45 minutes.
0: Yeah. When I uh, I got sick in Turkey, and uh, because we were in the mountains to visit his grandparents in Adiyaman, and I drank the water from the from the mountain. That water was so cold, Robert. It was yeah. so cold and good, baby. I was like, Ugh. <laughs> yeah. And he had to run me to the emergency room, and all they did was you know ask for my name, my social security number, and they treated me for free. Yeah. And this was an emergency room. That would have been... I went to the emergency room here. Baby, they sent me a bill, like $3,000. I
1: I, I was just... Gloria, listen to this. (laughs) I had an appendectomy. They ended up uh, doing a biopsy because I had a three centimeter tumor in my appendix. Yeah. Came back benign. I was in the hospital for four days. So all of that, right? Mercy room, surgery... Hospital for four days. I got a, uh, I'm with Tricorate the military, and they, Tricorate, send you what, like, they send you, like, a copy of
0: it.
2: That
1: costs $3,500.
0: Well, you know, a lot of people, that's why they go overseas to get dental work or, you know, all this other stuff. Because I'm going to retire overseas. We're actually, we just finished um, our home there. Well, it's not completely finished. We got, like, one or two more things we have to do but that's what we're gonna retire. I don't have time for this. You know, you're trying to retire with a little couple hundred thousand, you barely live it over here.
1: Yeah, I, I'm not, I mean, and that's also too, you know, being there and you seeing certain things and you realize like, wow. Um, and that just opened my eyes from that experience. Um, and just hearing the rhetoric that's here from people that don't know, you know, it's really, it's really eye opening. Uh, and there's a lot of things too, I know we done went off on some other stuff. But now just, we
3: all over the place tonight, Robert. That's
1: okay. The food and the quality of food that is there. And they regular, like, they don't play about that. You're not putting right. all that extra stuff in there. You're not. Those countries are like, no. And in the States, we're like, oh, okay, yeah. We know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, it's all because of campaign contributions. That's all I say yeah longer shelf lives and and, all. and i seen a thing earlier a video it was talking about a blueberry in 1950 was small like this and then the one now is like big and it's just, but we don't have the same level of nutrients in it but it has more of a sugar content because we want to make it look more appealing to the eyes so people can buy it and have longer shelf life
0: did you know they even put dye in the carrot? You know how when you go buy the little bag of uh, baby carrots, yep. and then, like this bright orange. when you buy regular carrots out of like the farmers' market, they are not that bright. Nope. And when you look on the back on the uh, ingredients, I forgot the name of it. It starts with an A. They put that in there that makes the carrots look more vibrant.:
1: You know how you get the uh, the, the chicken from Walmart, the great value chicken, and it has the the uh, no. frozen chicken. Somebody showed one time on Facebook, it said 100% chicken, if chicken.
0: And then I was um, looking for some chicken for my sister in there, and the chicken said,
1: with rib meat. Yep.
0: Why does my chicken have rib meat? This yeah. is like this is
1: But that, That's a marketing plan. I put 100% chicken in big letters. And then if chicken underneath small, so people, oh, that's hundred percent chicken. No, yeah, so,
0: oh. right.
1: <laughs> but then we have to deal with the consequences of it with, you know, with the cancer and everything. And just like, you know, I've seen a lot of people, too, with the vaccination. They was like, I, you know, HIV and cancer been out all this time and we don't have a cure. I was like, bro, cancer is a multi-billion dollar year industry.
0: It is. So it's, it's really no rush. And a lot of people may get upset about this, but a lot of people donate to Susan Coleman for breast cancer awareness and all that stuff. But if you really look at the fine print, they really only, only donate a very, very small percentage towards breast cancer
1: research. So, the same thing too, when we start talking about these things, you know, a lot of people get mad uh, when you start talking about Planned Parenthood. And it's like, well, you know, abortion only make up 3% of the services that they provide. Yes, they do. That is a correct statement. They only make up 3%, but it also make up 85% of their profit. When you start to follow the money, just like what you said, oh, you donate to them, oh, we've raised $100 million, and the fine print said only 10% is really donated to them. Right.
0: got to read, read that fine print. What are
1: you doing with the other ninety?
0: Right, in my (laughs) bank account. (laughs) Straight to that bank account. But that's why we have to do better in educating ourselves. We have to start reading the food labels. Mm -hmm. If you read something and you don't know what it is, Google it, baby. That's your best friend right now. You know, everything is on Google right now. Everything. Like, for instance, there is this chemical called aspartame. It's found in a lot of soft drinks and gum. One of the side effects of aspartame is memory loss. So we're chewing that, that one afresh. <laughs> About 60, you, you know, your mind starts to go. So. It plays a role into our everyday lives, but a lot of times we just kind of brush it off. We don't even really look too deep into it. You know what I mean?
1: Well, they bank off us uh, resting ignorant. on the convenience and uh, being ignorant about things. And, and just like what you said earlier, when we want to bring change, it's like we talking about getting more, like we got, people don't care about our emotion. I'm being honest with you. So we can be emotional all we want, but you won't see change until there's something backed up behind it with a plan and also resources Mm -hmm. uh, backed up behind it. So people of color, we like to be emotional about things. But when we start talking about coming together, then we fight amongst ourselves. That's on all, all levels, you know, like right now in concept of faith, I'm going to believe in Jesus Christ. That's me, right? Nothing going to change that, a debate, or that's not going to change what I believe because my beliefs are based off my personal experiences,
2: mm-hmm.
1: my personal experience. But if you believe something different than me, I have the utmost respect for that. I don't have to attack what you believe. Right. But guess what? We can believe two totally different things and come together for a greater good, and that's not an issue for me. Because it's the betterment for the overall, for the community, for, for whatever cause we're working for. And that's one of the big problems that I say we have as a community because, you know, we'll focus on, the oh, you are a.k.a., you are Delta. You're Listen, what are we here for?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: What
1: can we work towards? What's the end state? And if we get over that, it's a lot more we can, we can accomplish than we can do. Right.
0: And it's all about networking. Yes, you know what I mean, and you know, like people it's
1: say, sharing net information
3: net worth.
1: Sharing yeah. information, and listen, I had a friend of mine on my show uh, a few weeks back, and he said, you know, he deals with millionaires. Like he's in the real estate business, and he deal with millionaires, and they're so willing to help you if you put in the work, and they give you the information, but you got to be in a position of where you can action. It.
0: The opportunities will come, but are you ready for them when they get to you?
1: Yeah. And then I can't keep talking about the man that's holding me down if I never position myself to take advantage of the opportunities when they come.
0: A lot of people think that people become successful overnight, but what they don't
3: realize is all the hours and stuff that people put into just trying to perfect their craft.
1: I uh, read a book called Outliers, and in that book, the guy was talking about. It, studies show that it takes you ten thousand hours to become an expert at something. You think about it. Think about the hours that you put into you becoming a chiropractor. The hours. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like the like the, the becoming expert at something. It takes you roughly about ten thousand hours. So when you look at sports. Uh, we look at steph curry and how he shoots he put in hours thousands of hours to perfect that and what i like what he did in that book is, is he talked about the, the time and the commitment that's put into it so that they could be in a sense considered exceptional at what they do
3: yes.
1: are we willing to dedicate that time that commitment those hours to become the best version of what we can in that area or we, do we just want to say we want to do it and reap the benefits for it without putting the work?
0: And I think that's what a lot of people, people want to do. They just want to reap the benefits. I just want to be famous. I don't want to kind of, you know, do
3: what I need to do to get there. Mm-hmm. And it, don't, uh, it don't work like that. No, it does not. A lot of times, too, there's
0: opportunities out there but you have to look for them.
3: Yes.
1: So i I like to share this story when I wanted to become an officer. Gloria, I came back from Iraq and I went to the education center and they have the counselors in there and they tell you, you know, they're there to answer your question. And I went in and talked to this uh, African-American female counselor. And I was like, hey, I want to do green to gold and I want to, you know, transition from being enlisted to officer. And this is what she told me. She said, if you want to be an officer bad enough, you'll figure it out. Boy, I was hot. I was mad. <laughs> I'm like, well, you supposed to tell Like, I'm here. you supposed uh, to tell me. Say no more. So I just went back, went on Google, started looking up, found out everything I needed to do, went on the website, read it, signed out what the qualifications are, found out what I needed. I did the legwork, put my packet together, pushed it through. And when I got selected for it, I went back in, and I was talking to the school because I got my uh, bachelor's degree through Troy. and she called me in the office
3: and she said, she said, uh,
1: I know you was upset at me, but she said, I get people coming here all the time and I give them the information and they don't do nothing with it. I wanted to, if you was wanted to be it bad enough, then you, you put the work in. She said, I'm very proud of you and congratulations. And I take that same approach too. Cause I have soldiers come to me all the time and be like, Hey, sir, how it is about, you know, I want to do green to go. I said, Hey, look, Go look it up on you. I mean, on, on Google, look it up, come back and talk to me. How many come back?
0: 10%.
1: <laughs> but I give them the tools, and if they come back with me, I can help them walk it through.
0: Yeah, and it's like nowadays, you got Facebook groups, you got like all this stuff, man, right at your fingertips that people didn't even have before. So it's like, You know, and researching things on my own. i built my own websites. I've created logos. I've, like, created book covers. Like, I have started another profit, even got 501c3 status, like, by myself. Mm -hmm. So if you really, really want to do something, you will figure it out, and you will, like, really push and ask people, reach out to people. But my thing is, too, on this spiritual journey, you have to know the direction that you want to go with your life
2: mm-hmm.
0: if you put mixed signals out into the universe god will bring back mixed things like you can't be what you can't be all over the place you got to have like a direct vision
2: mm-hmm.
0: for your life because if you're trying to do this and trying to do that trying to do that it's something is gonna fall something ain't gonna you know go according to plan
1: well, that's why the Bible said write division and make it
0: plain and
1: make it plain, not complex. Yeah. Plain. Plain mean I already I fully understand stand what division is.
0: Yes.
1: And when you have multiple vision, that is division. Yeah. And that gives room to dysfunction.
0: Yeah.
1: And and a lot of us are comfortable operating that dysfunction, but I would tell you, dysfunction will never give you the sense of fulfillment that when you operate truly operating in, in your authentic purpose. And one thing we had to realize: everything we want to do don't ain't, ain't for us to do. You know, so like what you just said about logos. I do videos. I've done a and lot. I do
0: it all. With,
1: well, <laughs> just learn it because you know what? I had a desire to learn it. I had yeah. a desire to get better. And I just like to say this too, just and other things, even with uh, what we started off the show about talking about, you know, our spiritual journey. And if we want to change something in 2021, there's so much information out there. Put the work in, put that work in, and make those changes. Be disciplined about making those changes that you need to make. Get up when you don't feel like getting up. You control your body, you control what you do. Everything you do is based off a of decision. Put that meat down, put that burger down. I'm going to get up, you know, I'm going I'm I'm to meal prep. Do what you got to do and be honest with yourself and have somebody that you can be accountable to.
0: Yes. And also um, work on maximizing your time. Like, mm-hmm. if you know the kids don't wake up till like 6, 630, wake up at five, work mm-hmm. on stuff that you need to do before you get the kids up, before you got to go to work. You know what I mean, If you know when you come home, you got to cook dinner, you got to do laundry, you know you're all over the place. Give your kids a bedtime. Like put get some structure in your household so you know, okay, I know the kids will be asleep by 9:30, nine o'clock. I can work on my side hustle, my business,
3: whatever it is, you know, outside of it.
1: No, I said, and the other thing too is your j- occupation. Is what you do. You have to learn how to prioritize to where it's not consuming or overtaking the responsibility of what you're supposed to do with those that are there that God has blessed you with. And, and I say that because people don't realize just how short your kids are with you in, in the time frame of your life. You can miss a lot of moments that you can't get back because your priorities is in the wrong place and i look at it right now i've been out of i've been out of my mom's house five years longer than i lived in it so 23 years i've been out of been out of my mom's house i
3: lived in there for 18 years
1: we can spend so much time on the things that we do to where we need to take those time And listen, our kids ain't got nothing to do with what we do for work. In t- 2020, somebody watching this, you got to prioritize your life better.
3: Yeah. Especially
1: when it comes to your family. They yeah. deserve better. They, they don't deserve scraps. They don't deserve the secondhand stuff. You got to change.
0: One thing I like to um, talk about too is present time consciousness. So whatever's in front of you, focus on that. If you're at work, focus on work. If you're at home, focus on your family. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? A lot of people don't do that. You know how you go to restaurants, everybody on their phone. You come home, everybody on their phone. Nobody's talking at the dinner table. How was school? You know, you got bullied today. You don't even know. A lot of people don't even know what's going on with their kids. Yeah. Because you don't have the conversation. So I think when, you know, looking into and pursuing your spiritual health you know, you need to also kind of focus on those things as well because it all works together.
1: Yep, and being present doesn't mean that you're there.
3: Paying money,
1: yep,
0: don't mean that you're there. Okay, yep. you have to spend time with these kids, and you got to get in their business. Privacy don't exist over here, honey. I need. I mean, I know everything. <laughs>
1: You have privacy when you when when you got your own
0: out place. My house. You're
1: out <laughs> my house. You have so 100 percent privacy.
0: <laughs> well, oh Robert, I just want to say um, thank you so much for tonight. It was been a it has been a, a really great show. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that a lot of people will get a lot of um, great information out of this show as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, next week, you guys, I have an herbalist coming on, and she is going to be talking about functional medicine, and you know creating herbs and things of that nature. And so you guys will be able to learn a lot from her. Also, uh, the week after that, I'm going to have Miss Sheila Sullivan on as well. And she is going to be talking to to us about the AIDS and HIV epidemic. Because a lot of people, if you really pay attention, a lot of people have not been getting tested like they used to. It's almost like out of sight, out of mind, but (laughs) it is very real. And it is still here. And also on January 7th, I have a very, very, this is a special edition episode. And she's actually gonna be coming on talking to us about the COVID-19 vaccination and how we can protect ourselves at home. All right. Well, thank you guys so much. And I hope you guys tune in. Be sure to tune in every Monday night at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. You can follow me on all social media at random health ish. And Robert, you want to put a plug into your um your weekly show as well? How can people yeah. get in t- touch with yeah, you?
2: Yeah, you
1: can you can get in touch with me uh, going on Facebook. I'm on all social media platforms as well. If you go on Facebook, look up the the conversation. Um that's that's my page. Also, uh, you can go on Instagram at the conversation98. Also, YouTube, I have a YouTube channel at The Conversation 9-8 as well. So, hey, go check me out. And I'm on Twitter as well at The Conversation 9-8. So I'm on all of that. Um, Please check me out on Saturdays, uh, 6 p.m. Eastern, 5
3: p.m. Central Standard Time.
1: I'll be releasing the uh, subject shortly. No later than tomorrow or Wednesday for this Saturday. Just looking forward to a great conversation. Really enjoyed this past
3: week. Tune in because I think God is doing
1: some great things and I really yeah. enjoy what you're doing and uh, definitely going to be tuning in going forward.
0: Yes. Well, thank you so much. And um, I hope to see you guys next week. Be sure to tune in and happy new year. <laughs> Good night.